0: and when you stop improving your project stop improving as well because you know your business stop improving and 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 really this is so important for anyone who is currently uh, especially like leading a project or like uh, leading a business and your business really grows um you, you got to grow faster than your business or like you get to grow faster than your leader uh, faster than your project so so then only you will be able to see and, and you'll be able to work on it to make it better. Yeah.
1: Great, Hi everyone, uh, and welcome to Passion Empire Podcast, the podcast to feel, Ignite at the best version of you while keeping things real, relatable, and fun. So while this is I think this is the third episode uh, of, of us having this, uh, we would love to in, uh, share with you. And another amazing individual that we have as our friend, uh, we call her Mincha. So she is known for so many things. I would love to list out everything for you, but she does so many things. So why why not allow her to share it herself? So let's go Mincha. Introduce yourself. All
0: right. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Alicia and Jason. Uh, this is a really cool initiative, especially when you mentioned that this is for um, you know young people who have passion and um, they also want to find purpose in the things that they do, uh, which is so happy um, to, to be here today. And yes, as Jason mentioned, I'm Min Chia and I, I run the other school. That's the main thing that I do. So in the other school, we host learning sessions for the public and um, the fees that we have collected, we use it to channel to hire teachers in refugee learning centre. So, in a way, where not only we want to empower refugee kids to learn, we also want to empower more people um, to be able to pick up a new hobby, um, pick up new skills, um, especially for those that were still new in the workforce. They want to upskill themselves and upgrade themselves. And I'm a, big, um, I'm a big learner myself. I believe that you know learning never really stops. And yes, happy to share more about um, the, the whole... Um, process and also uh, to to learn from Jason and <laughs> as well.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, Mincha. Well, I love uh, the name is so unique. As I like when you mentioned the other school, like wait, there is a first school. So <laughs> so the name itself for everyone just to clarify for everyone's listening that the, the whole name is the other school. So you can mm-hmm. Google it as well. I've i searched it as well. It's amazing, amazing. Whatever mm-hmm. you do, uh, Mincha. So we've been following way back. I think two three years back we did yes. initiatives together. So yes, uh I think Elisha has something to ask you to, to just really kick off because she's really curious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so Mincha, um, you know, based on like your amazing introduction, uh, you talked about the other school, right? I'm just personally curious on why refugee and you know refugee mm. children, is there like something mm. <laughs> behind it? Mm.
0: Okay, understand. Um, so why do we get in touch with refugee kids at the very first place is actually by chance um so it's not something that's planned um i know that you know um at this day a lot of people um like to uh have when they share their story um and it's, it's very normal that you you find a plan and then you you work on it but for myself actually it's really uh i would say a, a beautiful you know um uh incident where um during my school time, I have to sort of fulfill these like curriculum hours. Um, in university, which I believe a lot of universities have it, and then I, I, and there's a list of program us to choose from. And then I thought, okay, I, I don't really want to, you know, do sports and all. Um, that's not my interest. Um, so what I do instead is I saw this teaching program, and then I, I thought, okay, it's quite interesting. You know, um, I just spend my time uh once a week or uh, and seems to be pretty easy. Um, I'm okay with kids. I don't like particularly love um, kids but I think I'm okay um, and so I tried out right. So when we go actually I didn't know much about refugees. Um, I didn't know that this is a global issue. I didn't know that in Malaysia there are 150,000 refugees uh, which is a, a quite a crazy number and I didn't know that when they're here in Malaysia they actually don't have the rights to public education. So then um, the more I start to go into um, this um, industry um, to learn more about the course and that's when I get to know really interesting stories from these refugee kids and also their parents and how they believe in education so much and they have to set up their own community-based learning center even though they themselves are not an educator or a teacher even though they struggled to get all the resources in place, um, but they have been doing this for many years. So, yeah, so it's, it's really by chance. And, and ever since then, um, we found out about um, them and, and then we thought, okay, uh, we want to do more. And, and that's how it stays with me um, even until today. Um, uh, however, <laughs> I think the mission, the mission of the other school is really not just about refugee kids. And I do look forward to work with more community in the future as well.
1: Yeah. Um, amazing, amazing. So it was stumbled on so many when you when you provided the whole insights. I was like, oh, there's so many things that I would love to ask further. like it was a stumbled upon chance you mentioned. So it was just yeah. because of assignments. Wow, that's so powerful <laughs> From there it became like I think for now It's like a full-time thing Right, Misha? Yes, correct oh That's right Oh my god So you from, from a volunteering experience To, to now a full, full-time opportunity for you So I think I think that's where we are driving into For this whole uh podcast episode mm. Which is this uh The power of contribution And how contribution doesn't just help A lot of people I think the common misconception is uh When you help other people It's like, okay It's just a feel-good thing that It doesn't really mm. help you And so on so forth But yep. But based on what you shared, it's actually from helping others, and then it became like your whole career, life purpose, life yeah. goal, life uh passion, and everything came came according plan. So I think my question to you is, uh, for now is, uh, uh, how did that stumble upon chance develop? Because most mm. of us like you mentioned, in in yep. university, we all have our moral at ed- uh, moral studies or educational yeah. community hours that we need to do definitely. Correct. Uh, Correct. but then most of them, I bet you about thousand plus not. At least 10 uh, only will continue working after the assignment and so on and so forth. Yeah. So how, how did that build?
0: Yeah, correct. Um, In fact, I think today the main message is not, you don't have to be a social entrepreneur, right, to contribute. And I, I also I'm not um, asking everyone to be one because I, I don't think it's a path for everyone and it's completely okay, you know, to work under someone and still contribute. I think that's an uh, important message um, that I will let to share first. Um, in terms of what can a student do, right, and how does the uh, one-off assignment or one-off uh, volunteering develop into what I have today, um, I would say it's really allowing ourselves to try out different things and explore different things. Um, so, of course, assignment is one way, uh, volunteering is one way. I think also speaking to people who is um working, and speaking to people who is in the industry that you are curious about and you want to know more, um, that is something very important. And I think the internet world has made all of this possible, right? So like, you know, on social media and, and people are Agreed. just very open to connect. Um, and and I know Jason, like you yourself, you, I think the time when I know you, um, it was a program that Mallory brought yes, to correct. Yeah, brought <laughs> a lot of you to actually, you know, engage with the students. So, yeah, that is a, a great um, program to, you know, join. And I think another thing that is really, really make it so easy is when you have social media. Um, I know now Instagram is becoming a platform where you have, you pick up so many educational content all the way from all social causes, environment, social, um, refugees, um, you know, uh, or underprivileged kids, or even uh. You mentioned Alicia is really interested in, in animal costs. Um, I think all of this information is available there. And and basically what makes this really cool is um this this educational piece, it doesn't cost anything for you to go on these accounts and learn from them and even speak mm-hmm. to them, right? I, I know of many. Um, social media accounts and and they are all very open to share most of the time i myself actually approached some accounts before um, to ask okay can you offer a sharing session um to myself and a few of my team members or my friends and and they are usually open let's say if the yeah, timing allows yeah so yeah i think that's a, a lot of ways a lot of free ways as well to to, to learn um as a student or as, as someone who uh, want to explore more and know more about uh, what's happening around the world
2: yeah so like uh, you know you said so many great points there and you know I just kind of want to like pick on it a little bit because I, I can yeah. personally resonate right because you mentioned that um, this was sort of like assignment you had you know back back when you were in school and I can resonate with that because I also started with more of a, a random role in a charity club in college where mm. I had to uh, just lead the entire team unexpectedly yep. and yep interestingly enough our team for that year was children and we sort of we had a project where we had to bring a group of refugee children to the petting zoo i think they were burmese children and you know nice. we kind of made it a like a super fun day for them we arranged yeah. lunch and we gave them yeah. these certificates at the end and they were like super yeah. happy and you yeah. know also talking about how uh, you know, times have changed, uh, especially yeah. with the pandemic, you know, with social media and access yeah. to content. It's actually really easy now to to just work yeah. from home and sort of uh, contribute effortlessly and, you know, with limited costs. And that's kind of how I actually set up my NGO, which was uh, done remotely we've yeah. like only today I'm actually going to meet my team for the first time so cool. so it's it's really amazing right because uh, sometimes people I guess they would kind of say oh it's so difficult oh it's so yeah. you know challenging and where would yeah. I even start who do I even know but that is the truth when you start yeah. out you are alone you won't know yeah. anybody and you you just sort of really Thank ask you. yourself if, if the course <laughs> is worth it and Thank you know do you really care for what you uh, yeah support and you know so that yeah that, i would say that's the question to you you know what has yeah. been the benefits for you in giving that mm. society in this
0: way yeah 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 i agree i think um another thing that i always it's important is to don't never think this as a wasted opportunity um just taking an example right what you have just mentioned is um you you brought a, a bunch of kids i'm um, going to a petting zoo so like throughout the process um it seems uh, very straightforward. The project is to bring the kids to a petting zoo and spend time with them, right? I, and however, along the way, I'm sure there are skills that you have picked up that is actually very transferable and you can use it to expand on um, the passion or, or the purpose that you, you found later on. So it is never a wasted um, opportunity or it's never a wasted um, time when you do something new or when you... Um, said to go on um, to learn and to try out new things where you have never tried before I think that is something that um, I, I try to remind myself because yes the whole experience may not be transferable as in you you may you will never ever bring uh, another bunch of kids to the same petting zoo and go through the entire experience if you look at the experience itself it may not be something that is uh, are completely transferable. However, if you break it down into smaller parts, like how do you convince the kids that it's time to go home um, because they enjoy the place so much, right? How do you actually do budget so that, you know, um, everything can uh, fit into what, the money that you have? How do you make sure that all the kids under your care are actually uh, stay disciplined? or uh, even things like sure. how do you market this program to the community learning center and tell them that, oh, this is a safe program for your kids. Um, don't have to worry so much. And also, let's see their donor. How do you report back to the donor? So when you mm. break things down into like smaller parts like this, they are actually a collection of um, transferable skills. um Yes, you may not have another round of petting zoo experience, um, but you will definitely have another time of when this um smaller task that is actually transferable and replicable to whatever that you want to do in the future.
1: Yeah. Amazing, amazing. I, I love the part where, where all this when you really dissect it down, like yeah in see, bit it really makes it uh makes sense that now that I reflect back on my journey, oh, that's why I learned accounting, budgeting, <laughs> I, I learned a bit more of dealing with stakeholders, which is amazing. Yeah. Definitely. I think yeah. Mincha is definitely an educator by heart. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> the way that you're speaking right now is really educational as well. Uh, I think for me personally, I, I just want to write on, on, on one fact where you mentioned all mm. these mini things. Is it, uh, did you notice all these things along the way, or did you or have already have already had that eye that's a like, I'm mm. doing this because I'm only starting this project is because I learned this certain thing or was it just an overall experience and then until the end of the experience then you're like hey I actually learned more than I supposed to so which one was right. it for you <laughs> do you have the oh, goal in mind at the end Right. start or at the end only you uh, realize when you do all the reflection and so on
0: a Um, I do have one goal however I, I always find that um what I my takeaways um, is 10 times of the goal that I initially set up at the beginning. So yes, um I think for me, I, I do try to have a goal. Um so so I know that when I go into this, what are the things I want to pick up, right? Even it's small. Um but the good thing is when you're young, you, you have the luxury of time. Um and, and and um I think it's there's still a lot of choices for activities that don't need a lot of money. And at the same time, you get to learn. Um, and, and then out of these activities, um, I, I may choose a few. And when I join in and when I, after I you know, completed everything and then I reflect, um, that's when I know that, oh, okay, this is more than what I thought. Um, uh, this is bigger than what I imagined uh, beforehand. And I think the skills of reflecting um, is mm-hmm. something that I pick up along the way as well. Right. Because if you don't if you don't know how to reflect and if you don't know how to you, you are right where how to have the eye to spot um, or to observe of uh, these like small little skills.
2: Correct. Um and then
0: you will feel like, Oh, um, I just wasted my few hours to to spend time mm. at a petting zoo. Although I'm not interested in animals, I'm not interested in kids. But however, like I say, um they are other parts of all of this. Um Correct. but yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I like the part. Yes, yeah, definitely an educator for, for the reflection, uh, reflection bit. Uh, even yeah. for me in the training industry as well, uh, reflection is definitely something that we really need to dissect on. And and the way I think Mincha is definitely uh a, a practitioner in general as well. She practiced but she preached. So she did it just now as well, She's dissecting the whole element. I think just to write on the question before Alicia goes on with her next question, I'm just very curious in general. So, what is the <laughs> What is so from all the whole journey from starting up volunteering yeah. to, to setting up something uh on your yeah. own and then to like you mentioned the word just now social enterprise which we can yeah. jump in later, uh, yeah. which is this, what's your whole biggest uh lesson that you've learned throughout all this year? That's the number one biggest take just because you started contributing.
0: Right. Um, I think the number one biggest takeaway is um huh. I actually wanted to say which is something very similar that I've mentioned earlier, right? to not see this as, there's nothing that is a wasted opportunity. So it's about how do you want to um, uh, see things in a different perspective and also really uh, take this time to learn and, and absorb because I think, um, you know, 20s is the best time to hear and, and learn and, and uh, uh, pick up different things from different role models. And you may not, have one role model, but at the end of the day, uh, it's about how how do you find you know uh, good traits from this person that you want to learn from and then continue to uh, absorb and and apply it. I think that is something that is really important. Um no, I think no matter what you do, no matter it's you know working under someone or like starting an uh, enterprise or um or just doing working on the project. Uh, that is so important. Uh, just keep learning. Uh, I know it sounds like you know very old or like uh such a cliché, right? Like yeah. don't stop learning, but but mm-hmm. still uh it is it is it is something that I, I try to remind myself. Very um true. because yeah, because if you, if you once you start feeling like okay, I'm good enough and that's that's the scary and the dangerous part, yeah, because then you will not be able to improve and and when you stop improving your project stop improving as well because you know your business stop improving and 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 really this is so important for anyone who is currently uh, especially like leading a project or like uh leading a business and your business really grows um you, you got to grow faster than your business or like you got to grow faster than your leader uh faster than your project so so then only you will be able to see and and you will be able to work on it to make it better yeah
1: growing faster that's so
2: cool it's so great to hear all of that Uh, and honestly i i kind of agree on that whole lesson thing you know you're always going to be a learner and you know that's nothing that you've already you know know of every day is you know just learning something new Uh, but yeah following up on that right um, in your in your journey you know i'm sure you know in setting up a social enterprise it comes with huge challenges I'm sure. Uh, Could you like share with us what was the biggest challenge that you had to face throughout your journey so far? Right, Um, I
0: would say the biggest challenge come from um, myself in a way. Um, What I mean by that is more on how how do I um, address my weakness and how do I make sure that um, either you you get a business partner who can complement with you, or either you overcome the weakness yourself, right? Um. So I and I am not someone who wants to become an entrepreneur or um or even a leader. I would say. Um, I actually think I'll be a great um, employee <laughs> so like I, I will I, I will be able to you know take on uh let's say my boss uh, give me a task then I'll be able to take on and, and work it out the whole thing Um, I always think I'm someone like that right Um, but however when you do see a problem or an issue um, be it a social cost or not that you you truly want to solve and you truly have a heart for it then no choice you just gotta step up and I think the challenge here is how do I um, tell myself or how do I um, give the confidence for myself that I can do it, um, even though um, things may not seem as easy as it, as it is, or even though things are not as smooth as it is, or things may go um, just complete opposite way as what you have planned. So I think that is a, a challenge uh, for me because, like I mentioned, um, since young, I have never thought that I'll go into this path. And also, of course, um, I I study food science. It has nothing to do, uh, what I'm I'm currently doing, and and I of course always have that fear, um, you know, like how how am I going to be good enough in, um, making sure that this is a sustainable business, taking care of the community, and at the same time, um, also leading a team, right? So like that's that's uh, a, a few things to juggle at the same time. So yeah, the biggest challenge is really to how to get myself to um, go through and, and tell myself that I can do it. I think that's that's a biggest challenge that until today is still a challenge that I'm trying um you know to work on. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Uh, I love that. Love that. The, the, the challenges are every day to grow. And it's amazing because I've never heard you share before that you're from food science as well. <laughs> uh, I think, okay, so just to write the question, a lot of students, so a lot of students have this, a lot of my friends have this. So whatever they study equals whatever they detect that their life future is. They detect that yeah. their whole future is whatever I'm studying. Yeah. So if I'm studying accounting, yeah. I'm stuck in accounting. I'm studying yeah. business, I'm stuck in business. I yeah. study for you food science. Uh, when uh must go to nutrition or food science, so on and so forth. How did you make that transition? Or did you not totally didn't touch internship or food science at all? How, how was that? <laughs>
0: right. Um, I actually tried to, like, you know, experience um, a bit of food science because for me, I think whatever that uh, students study, it, it will become outdated. Um, what I mean by outdated is because, you know, when we study, the syllabus is actually being developed way long ago. Um even though it updates, right, Um the updates often come slower in a university setting rather than online world. And I guess that's why a lot of people now um it is it's a very heated debate on do you actually need a tertiary education? I mean everyone talks about that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so I think I think it is not a bad thing to have tertiary education for sure because what you experience is more than just the classes that you go to. I think more than just the things that you learn, it's about the the experience, right? You work with people, um, and then you you slowly have some. You have official channels that you can tap on to go into the industry, which I I still do think university has helped a lot on that. So let. Let's say, like university, help you to have an internship or, or industry placement. They already have the network, so that's when you go through their network and and tap on it, which is great. And I think um those are those are the things that university should do more because if you only get the students to study and and they will be outdated. And when they when they start work, they will feel like oh, that's such a huge gap and yes. this is not what I expect, <laughs> right?
1: So, Correct.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to um. Transition, I would say um it was actually also not intentional. Um, it's just that I, I think um, when I first approached, um uh, so I was a full-time in Picha Eats before this. So when I first joined oh, Picha Eats, right, my mindset is like, oh, you know, I study food, I went to food company, okay, la, not too bad, right? Kind of kind of same. However, I wasn't doing anything to do with food at all. Um, I wasn't developing <laughs> recipe, I can't cook. Um I mean, of course, I can't cook. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not like full teaching me how to cook. Full doesn't teach me how to yes, cook. Correct. Um, and I, I also don't, I don't really, um, yes, my my part that we put is I help the chef to understand about food safety and uh, food, how to make sure their food is uh, safe, can can be kept so that it can be safely consumed. So that is my uh, only part that's applicable. Um, but like I said before, right? So, you have to look at the... After you break down uh, in, in terms of the smaller parts of it. So if you're expecting whatever that you learn in university, you can apply 100% into your work that is not going to happen. I think in reality, it's just not going to happen. I think everyone <laughs> uh, has to accept that. Um, so it's about how do you pick up things that um, it's applicable to your current role and mm. then you just improve it... Um, from hundred percent make turn it into two hundred percent, um, which is then that is the gap, right? There's a hundred percent gap in there that is not being taught in the school lessons. Um, uh, there is a hundred percent gap in there that is about humans interactions. Um, that's about um, like you say, stakeholders management, how to talk to my how to talk to my colleague, um, hmm. and how to talk to not just colleague, you know, right? Um, just someone that that uh that can help me to achieve my tasks. And Correct. how do you convince your boss that you need these resources? Um, how do you... Um, let's say if I work with the pizza chef, so then how do I tell pizza chef that, okay, this is important because we are cooking food for um, the customers and then um, mm. it's different from the food that you usually prepare for your family members. Correct. Um, yeah, the communication part uh, is definitely something missing out, uh, a huge chunk of it. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, we... For me, is I. The good thing is I, I kind of brainwash myself that um, there is a gap that I need to fill no matter what mm. and I'm not going to replicate 100% of what I learned no matter right. what job I am in. Mm. So then um, mm. after I go through this thought process in my head, um, it gets a bit easier for me because then uh, I, will, okay, I already mentally prep for whatever things that come to me and then mm. now I know I need to learn new things, which then, um, yes, it becomes easier because when you start to open up and tell yourself, okay, um, no matter what, I got to learn. So, so, yeah, so, so it, it gets, um, the learning pace will come and, and you'll be more open as well.
1: Correct Oh my god I, I love the part Where you mentioned Brainwashing yourself <laughs> I think lack of better tools Definitely brainwashing yourself I think the, the better word Would be negotiating With yourself like, In a way of course. Influi- Influencing yourself To, to really make yeah. Better decisions in life And I love the element That you said uh, Experience will definitely trump There's always a gap uh, hmm. I, I do resonate with that I think uh, in, in, the, in our team uh, In Work Inspires team Specifically I've seen a lot of students That has not graduated Even ASPA himself uh, just shout out to Aspire as well. He only graduated diploma, but he's in the training field. He's quite successful and he's training other people, training other startups, getting getting people uh, inspired, so on and so forth, all just with a diploma. So degree, yes, definitely. Mm. The certificate is is, is uh, important in a way, but there is always that gap for you to experience. The experience is always the key thing. Amazing, amazing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I really love those points, and uh, there was actually one thing I was thinking about uh, since you were talking about that, which is kind of a little different but sort of related. But but uh, you know, uh, we we come, we are like youths, right? We 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 graduated, or even if we haven't graduated, we're still in university or in college or high school or whatever want to do this contribution projects or you know it mm. can be a small scale project or it can be like you know something like what you're doing Mincha you know actually running a social enterprise or in my case trying to run a not-for-profit and you know this sort of larger scale projects right and you know mm. them being run by youth. Uh, I'm not too sure if you've experienced it but you know the age discrimination and you know how do we deal with older stakeholders and trying to convince them and mm. you know influence without sort of uh, mm. You know how do we come up, uh, come, come up, deal with that? I guess and you know overcome yeah. it in order to you know
0: move forward. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Understand. Um. I wouldn't say I am uh the best person for that. I mean, I'm, it's still a learning for me as well. But I think one thing is very important is to always whoever that you want to talk to is hear them out first um so it means that to actually understand their interests um, to understand their concern um to understand that what drives them uh, what drives their decision and what drives them um saying what they are saying um it could be because of the past experience that they had right so like um we cannot deny that they have had longer working experience than, than uh younger people that's for sure right i mean this is this this is who they are and, and to firstly acknowledge them, and then um, you, you hear them out on uh, what they think about, let's say, let's talk about start with sustainability, right? right? So a lot of young people want to champion sustainability, but find it very hard to convey it um, to, uh, like you mentioned, people uh, of, of elder age. Agreed. Um, yeah, but it could be because um, they are not exposed to it. So then, kind of start from, what do you think about sustainability? You have very neutral questions. Um and then from there um understand that okay, um to you is it a good thing is it a bad thing or um, is it something useful um and then only from there uh, you slowly because I feel like once you slowly understand them, then only you can share about your ideas and then because at this point you will know that why would they let's say they don't agree about let's say they don't agree on um you know um spending the CSR fund to to work on sustainability concept, right? Um and then at least as of now you'll be able to know what makes them saying the no. Because when you know what makes them saying the no, and that's when you can curate or that's when you can um uh like craft a pitch that will allow them to say yes because you you need to address their without addressing their no it's very mm. hard to actually come up with a reason that will make them saying yes. yes. And and I think that is um that is a long process for sure. But you know, it's not going to be quick wins. Um, mm. However, I also know that uh, with with um, the younger generation, one of the weakness, including myself, I, I would admit as well. Um, one of the weakness is to is to want the quick wins and to want um, mm. to see results fast. Um, right. and 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 when it comes to working with older generations, um, this the weakness of both ends have to be addressed um, then only you can go to a mutual point and then only you can go to a point where um, you start to discuss things rather than mm. you are still very close and you, you, you still um, don't want to open up and, and accept and listen to the other, the other person. I hope I answered
2: um, your right. question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: So Alicia, did she answer your question? Yes, <laughs> she, said, yes she
2: did. It was great. Thanks. <laughs> I
1: love I, I love uh, Mincha's method. She, she always gives very practical uh, uh, examples, like you mentioned, of the, the older generation, definitely they don't accept your idea. Maybe they are new, so on and so forth. I really love that part. So let me just jump on the, the first, I think the first segment you mentioned about this, that you can mm. learn so many things uh now online, virtually, mm. no longer mm. physically on library, so on and so forth. Mm. Like you mentioned, you can just Message people, be on LinkedIn, Facebook, and ask and gain their experiences Mm. uh, for them. So, if uh, let me ask this question that if any listeners were to just listen to this, or any of our friends were to listen to this, is Mm. how can they start contributing, or how can they start learning, or contributing to themselves specifically, especially Mm. throughout this pandemic? Yes, we may be the borders may be loosening, but (laughs) Mm. the work from home culture, the The virtual reality, I think it's still gonna be staying for a while more. How can they yeah. excel in this in this era, especially for those students studying at home?
0: Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I think first thing is to, to, to know what's happening around the world. I think that's very important. Um, I think you already covered a few things, which is that, you know, uh learning uh from all kinds of free, you know, free resources and um, free videos and all. And I think. Another thing that anyone can do is actually to look for a learning community. Um, I think that is something that is important, which I, I, re- I recently read this book and I really like this part where um, they mentioned um, in order to be a great person, right? You you always have to make sure around you there are three types. Or uh, if you only, you only can make three friends, right? Then make sure three of your friends, uh, each of them play different role, right? The first one is someone that you can pick things from. So like someone that is better than you um, so that you can keep learning from him or her. And nice. then the next person is someone that can bounce idea with you and someone that is um, sort of like same level with you. Um, mm. And then you can constantly have debate with and to talk about things. And lastly thing is someone that you teach. Um, that is also very what important, which I think there's a lot of people uh, miss out, which is the third type of... Um, yes. Um, peers around them so like it's only through you teaching um, then you actually know that okay um, um, whatever that understand is not enough I still need to be able to teach it to someone mm. why is that important it's because no matter is running a project um, you know or running the business and if you want to see the s- sustainability um, of course I'm not just talking about financial sustainability It's about who who is the next person that you want um, to pick up this project. Yeah, Mm. correct. So every time you you start a project, um, you know that there will be, like, you and the project will have an endpoint, or you and the business will have an endpoint. However, if you truly or genuinely want a project or business to succeed, you want it to continue. So then um, you want to make sure that you are teaching someone whatever whatever that you know. And I think um, this is one way to start, you know. Um, try to um, just map out these three person in your life. Um, it doesn't have to be like one one one. It can be like you know two 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 or like mm-hmm. two two one maybe. Um, and then and then from there, I think that is when you can truly um, improve yourself. And and you also can start with um, you know just the type one and type two first. And then type three, it may not happen immediately. But when you are ready and and don't let yourself think that you have to be perfect before you teach someone because it could be you are perfect in let's say you are perfect with accounting but you're not so perfect in um, uh, being a leader but mm. you can teach accounting um, and, and it doesn't mean that you have to be a perfect person to teach I'm definitely not a perfect teacher to my students I know okay. it for sure <laughs> I mean I but they are, they also are aware of that, right? So they also are aware that this is a relationship where uh, we we learn things from each other. And mm. yeah, that is something that I, I think is so important and I wish more people can can start to practice it. Um, but it, again, this doesn't come from me. This come from the book. Um, so I, I yeah.
1: need the reference of the book, Misha. I need the reference <laughs> of the book. Oh my god! Sure, no, the sure, reason sure. reason why that the reference of the book is so important is because of this. I think Alicia, have heard me share before. Uh, the three type of friends thing. I. Didn't know it came from I don't know which video I saw it from Uh, I think that person In the video Sort of reiterated it So I've always These three things Uh, The three friends Yours is very specific Mine was a a bit more general Someone The first three things Is someone you look up to That you can learn Mm. from Someone more higher level Than you That you can just Keep moving forward And push forward So I normally use this For confidence level uh, Type of training Or or type of coaching session the second one is your peers to push you constantly to to compete with each other and the last one is that you mentioned a lot of people don't have someone that looks up to you that's why a lot of confident Mm -hmm. people that they are they are actually experts in certain field just that they are not acknowledging it because they're not teaching out to the friends that uh, like you mentioned the last stage one that people that look up to them which is so amazing I really need the reference of the book (laughs) amazing amazing oh my god (laughs)
0: nice
2: yep
1: Nice, nice, Alicia.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, honestly, everything that you said it, its just been very uh, enlightening to to hear, and um, I guess uh, since kind of we're approaching the end of, of the podcast, we want i kind of wanna ask this one of this last question. I guess um, as here at Passion Buyer, we sort of wanna keep things real and and fun, right? So um, how how would you say um? what would you say is the I guess dark sides of um, you know being uh, running a social enterprise and you know working with the refugees and how can somebody sort of what you know how what is the rewarding part of it in spite of that, the dark side mm. of things
0: mm. okay okay I mean I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned there are two parts, right so everyone need to remember that there are two yep. parts. they are the the challenging part and that's a rewarding part, just in everything that you do. Like um and and uh, on some days the rewarding part is bigger than the other and, and there are days where of course, you know, um the challenging part may may, may seem to be bigger than than the others. Um, but in fact, whatever that you just said, I think that itself is, is a great point because you just gotta remember that there are two parts to this and and there will be even more days that these two parts may not even stand out. They just feel like any other very routine day and mundane days. Um. Mm. However, um, this is actually part of uh, a social entrepreneurship, and this is part of the um part of the nobody uh, is running a project or, or running a business. And these days do exist, and I think it's important to be able to acknowledge them, and right. of course also um celebrate the, the wins that you have. And, and for myself, my rewarding parts really come from uh, the students. I mean, that that is something that um, immediately reflect to me, right? So, it's, it's really their daily conversation. It's not even them uh, winning awards or anything, you know, right? Like, when we're young, as a student, um, we think right. that our glamorous day is like uh, becoming, uh, I don't know, like, prefect
2: uh <laughs> or,
0: or like go onto a stage or get kind of awards or something. Um so I am a student like that, right? I enjoy uh collecting certificates or like collecting the trophies. Um and I, I still have it at home. Um and of course um I mean this is not this is not something where my, my parents cost me or anything. It's just I myself enjoy the that feeling um, and, and however, with, with these refugee students, um, there wasn't as many, you know, that they don't have this, this, this um, other like, curriculum, yeah, they don't really have these things um, but they, they, they themselves are very good in looking for wins and celebrating it and, and, and I think part of the role of an educator um, in refugee learning centre is always encourage them to do that and mm. also to, to, to be able to see their improvement and to be able to um, let them know and, and to acknowledge it and, and tell them um, this is a great work. This is a work in progress. And, and we're really proud of you. So I think the rewarding parts come from uh, them actually be able to do it for each other, you know, mm. cheer, cheer for each other and helping out each other. Or, or even one of two students actually uh, stood up and become a student leader, I think that is something very, very rewarding for me to see. And okay. and that is something that I also want to be able to have more. Um in any classroom setting, I think um that mm. that that is uh what I love the most part of, of the teaching. So yeah, I okay. <laughs> oh, I,
1: I love I love I, I really love that segment because I, I resonate a lot. Uh, uh I think Alicia will resonate a lot as well. Uh, the satisfaction at the end of the day, it's not so much of, oh, yes, it will be tiring sometimes. I bet Mincha, you can see from her face also, she might be tired certain days definitely. <laughs> uh, there's, uh Because you're dealing with people, you're dealing with children, you're dealing with yeah. different communities. Uh, yeah. But there are always this bright side that it comes, that the satisfaction that comes when they are growing. And especially yeah. the, younger, the younger generation one, I think there's something like a uh, uh, part of me that I've long, not say long forgotten, but has been very long <laughs> since I went back uh, to to yep. help out a bit more Is this uh, These few things Like I think They are very inquisitive To learn And they grow mm-hmm. very fast So you yep. can visually see uh, Your results quite fast And like you mentioned yep. Celebrating all these Small, small wins That yep. really, really, really Makes sense yep. Amazing, amazing I really love The <laughs> sharing today I mean, yeah I think Alicia <laughs> learned a, a, a thing or two as well Right, Alicia So for um, real. Yeah, for real, right Alicia You learned can a lot of things. Can we go to the school? <laughs> 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 yes, yes oh, So with that, question, with that question Can we go to the school question in mind I was like, How can one reach out to you Mincha So you mentioned about the learners' uh, learning community So they want to learn about the community As well as the books you've read They want to mm-hmm. learn from you specifically Or even just to like uh, we mentioned About how we started the, off the whole thing Through contribution Maybe they want to contribute not so much financially But also their time to meet the children and the kids as well How, how can they reach out to you? Right. So, how can they reach um, out
0: yeah. So, the, other school, the hmm. other school is on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, on, on LinkedIn. So, anyone can just, you know, search for that. And I myself is on uh, LinkedIn as well. So, anyone wants to connect, uh, just, uh, you know, let me know. And in fact, Jason has my email, my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yes, I think um, definitely um, I'm always open to, you know, new ideas and like new collaborations um, hmm. with you know let, especially, especially I think um, I, I, I sometimes will hear people saying that I'm um, not sure if I, my idea is good and I really I, I don't dare to approach uh, this person or that person um, but I think this is a time to start and, and this is a time to just test it out because I think the worst thing you will get is uh, rejection um, but yes that doesn't feel good but still Um, you can you will always be able to have um, mentors help along the way so yeah let just let me know and let's get connected
1: oh right amazing 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 uh we love love that segment that that Definitely educated at heart, really just love to help other people. Uh, amazing. That's that's the few things that you can reach out to her, LinkedIn. Uh, phone-wise, yes, don't PM me, don't ask Jason, give her, uh, give me her phone number. So I still respect simple privacy, reach out to her LinkedIn first and then see how you guys get can get connected. And yes, uh in Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, which is the other school. So uh it is as simple. I, I will always say this la, supporting your friend you don't need to pay them supporting is as simple as sharing out their yeah. page sharing out their posts liking awesome. and following them it is as simple as that that is the basic simple contribution that we can end off this podcast with and yep. with that uh, thank you so much again for those who are listening in for tuning in uh, letting us uh, end this round with Mincha to actually journey with you throughout your whole growth finding your passion and purpose maybe it be it a contribution be it in small uh, small children, small kids, or even like Alicia towards animals and pets. So, how? Uh, thank you so much for letting us journey with you. And with that, if you have gained nuggets of wisdom, do reach out to Mincha and as well comment down below. Add value to us, message us, Alicia. And also, my name is always there, uh, Mincha as well. So, do reach out to us and feel free to connect. And we hope to see you again in the next episode. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mincha. And thank, thank you, Alicia. Thanks
0: for having me.
1: Thank
2: awesome.
0: you.